fly through the air with Peter Pan. I was prince of the ball at Cinderella's dance. Living with the castaways on an island in the sea. It was the perfect world with Mickey and me. <laughs> it's a wee thing, brother. Hello, beloved. Here we are today. We're going to talk about a living stone, being a living stone. And more than that, we're going to talk about corporately being a living stone. First off, we have to understand for us to be a living stone. A living stone is a contributing part. We're a contributing part to the cathedral, if you will, of God. We are living stones being used, brought together with Christ as the mortar, bonding us together. But it's more than, he's more than just the bond that binds us together. He's the life force that makes us a living stone. You see, once we were dead, now we're alive. We are alive because of Christ, and we are alive because of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. No. He dwells within us, makes us alive. <laughs> a dead stone in this respect is a person who is not a part of the kingdom of God and is being used to build a, a tomb, if you will, a place of death. But we are a living stone being used to build a living entity, a living thing, much like the cells of our body are, are living parts of us to create a living being but even with the best science we have, we can put all the parts together, and yet we cannot make it alive. We cannot make it a living being. But with God, as He has rescued us, redeemed us, and saved us, He has made us a living being. We were once dead, we're now alive. We are a living stone we're we are alive filled with life we are casting out joy casting out light we are we are putting this out we are alive luminescent brightly lit we are a living stone but it's not enough that we are a living stone by ourselves we need to be a part of something much bigger like a, you would take stones you would take bricks you would take block you would use those not by themselves but to make something bigger, to make a wall, to make a house, to make a building, to make a, a fortification. We are living stones being brought together and to be built together one upon another. Being filled with the, the presence of, of a living God in us. Glowing and alive. Can you picture this? A, a luminescent wall. You know, it talks in Revelations, and this is a little bit unrelated, but it, it just it talks in Revelations about the, the wall being... It, it's, it's, it's lit up with the glory of God, with the presence of God. Shouldn't we be lit up with the presence of God to be a living stone? Have you ever looked at a stone? Have you ever picked up rocks to look at them and see you know the differences we got sandstone and limestone and we got this kind of stone and that kind of stone and and some of them are very very pretty but they they're missing that life quality that brightness of life in them 
and people are like that people can look good they can one person to another they can do all the right things and they can look good into the eye of man but they're missing the brightness and life of the Lord in them and when they are filled with this resonating presence of the Lord then they become alive you know I remember when when I first met Jesus and I, I told my sister I said hey I've been saved and, and and she said I want you to come over to my house and, and she looked at me and she said I just had to see it in your eyes I had to know it was true I had to know it was real and it's real you see, you can look at a person who's a living stone of God and tell that they are the real deal. You may not agree with every specific dot and cross T with their theology, but you can tell there's something alive and vibrant about them, something that, that is just something that is good, something, something that is right, something that is correct about them, something that makes you want to draw close to them and be near them and be around them. It's the life of, of the living God existing within them. That's all great all by itself. One person just by themselves. Imagine, if you will, a body of people being built together to make one, one structure for God, one beacon of hope for God in this world. Listen, we have that. You are a part of that. You should be a part of that. If you're not, you need to stop and think about where you're at. You should be a part of it. Listen, let's move from an individual... Remember, this is never about me teaching you completeness. This is about me planting some seeds, tilling some ground, and doing a little bit of encouragement and direction and growth, and to help you, to, 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 to encourage you to, to dig in deep to the Word of God, to, to push into that relationship with the living God so that you can grow and be everything that God has for you to be. Now, Let me, let me ask you a question. Does your church have a vision? Now, I'm not talking about some vision of let's build a bigger building, let's put in some more chairs, let's get a state-of-the-art sound system. Boy, we have a vision of one day having a great audio-visual. We have a, a vision of one day having a, a really awesome worship team. We have a visual, a, a vision of... No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a... a world-changing vision, a vision that alters, changes, and impacts your community, a vision that, that brings the kingdom of God from up here into the house of God to out here into the world that impacts your community. Perhaps you have a, a community-wide vision. Perhaps you have a, a state-wide vision. Perhaps a national vision. Perhaps you have a global vision, but does your church have a vision? If so, do you know what that vision is? And are you a contributing part of that vision? Are you, are you a laboring co-laborer, a co-worker? Are you labor in that vision? Do you submit yourself to the authority of the leadership and labor in the vision of your body? You gotta ask these questions to yourself. Answer them in honesty. 
if you're not a contributing factor to the vision of your of your local church or body or corporate body then you're dead weight and you were never called to be an anchor you were called to be a living stone oh but Mickey my my my, my church doesn't have a vision then perhaps it's time that some people in your body get together and start reaching for a vision. Ask God for a vision because God did not call a person or a corporate body to be an anchor or a dead weight, to be something that takes up air. They did not, God did not call us to be a clanging cymbal, resounding gong, full of a lot of good words, some good teaching, some, some of this and some of that, but have no effectiveness in the kingdom of God in this world, bringing, bringing the, the, the hope that Christ has given us and passing it out into the world, bringing the salvation of the Lord as a beacon, as a, as a sound of hope, as a direction into the world. He has not called us to not be an active participant in the workings of his kingdom here on earth. Find out if your corporate body has a vision. What is that vision? How can you be connected and plugged into that vision? How can you be a, a working, effective part of that vision? Believe me, don't be afraid to go and ask your leadership or your pastor if you have a vision. If your pastor and leadership team have a vision given by God for this body, that this is what this body has been called to do, they are going to be excited and overjoyed to share it with you because they want you to be a board on this. They want you to be a part of this. They want you to be a part of changing and taking possession of what God has promised. You are called to be a living stone. Your body, your corporate body, has been called to be a living body, not a dead body. You're not to be adorned in fine linens and great decoration and ornaments and to be laying there dead as a corpse. You're to be alive. So you need to find out what that is. But if your church doesn't have a vision, if you go to your leadership and they say, well, you know, we really don't have a vision. Nobody's really asked that question before. Then it's not time to get mad and stomp and snort. It's time to begin to pray. Fall to your knees. Begin to cry out to God to bring a vision to this body, to bring revelation to this body. Sometimes, sometimes, and I've experienced this, sometimes pastors and their leadership team are desperately crying out for the vision of their body. But they feel as though the body is so stuck in a, in a religious place or stuck in a dead place that they can never get it. And they begin to lose that, that zeal and grow weary of laboring. But the kindling's there. The firewood's there. The fire's ready to be stoked. It just takes a spark. It takes a spark. And just like a, a bonfire, and it, when you start it with a, with, a, with a striking stick and a magnesium stick, you just you strike it and get them sparks, and you just kind of you, you nurture that fire from a stage of a spark into a full-blown fire. And that can happen, but it takes prayer because that prayer is the striking stick. Let your knees hit the ground cry out to God oh beloved we're out of time be a living stone let your body be a living stone let your corporate body be a living stone be a part of something much greater than just what's right here in front of our face think about it and God bless you
is all right with me cause Lord I want to follow you there's a broken hearted father suffered his greatest loss as he watched his only son die on an old rugged cross this is where Jesus would go This is where Jesus would go.